Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause upon his holy word. Roused and soldiers, proudly round the banner, ready, steady, pass the word. Hey, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. Psalm 19. I, yeah. I want to keep talking about it. Today, I want to move from talking about the Lord's words to talking about my words. Now, I'm excited about this because I appreciate the contrast that comes out of that. It's going to be great. Psalm 19. Today, I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible, the 1995 updated edition. The heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their utterances to the end of the world. In them he has placed a tent for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. It rejoices as a strong man to run his course. Its rising is from one end of the heavens and its circuit to the other end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold, yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Acquit me of hidden faults. Also keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, and I shall be acquitted of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So looking at really at the end of the psalm again, which I guess is kind of the second day this week, we've spent a little time at the end of the psalm. Yes. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. And and here is this contrast that up till now we've been looking at the word of the Lord. And all that that does for me, kind of like in my sight, right? Mm -hmm. And hopefully it births in me a fear and a respect and appreciation for all that it is. Hopefully I learn the value of it more than, to value it more than gold and, and the sweetness beyond honey. But now we turn it around. And how does it impact me? And Yeah. Exactly. How does it change how, me? How are, how are my words and my meditations to be shaped, either reflective of that word? Uh, in other words, I get, I'm, I'm really having trouble communicating this, but all I'm trying You're to say You're having trouble coming up with the words? I'm reading in this psalm about my reception of God's word, and at the end i got to think about God's listening to me mm -hmm. and my words. Well, okay, let's take that a step further. Not just your reception, but also your transmission mm. of God's words. Mm. What, what this psalm actually presents is that you and I are supposed to be conduits of okay. God's word. And, and so, okay, we started. You said this is the second time this week we've been at the end of the psalm, and it is because we wanted to begin with the end in mind. Yeah. In our conversation on Monday, we started with this is all about the Lord being my rock and my redeemer. But what's right. the path that's gotten us there? First, 
I wake up, I see the sun, and I realize there's a God. Yeah. There, there's there's someone behind that. Not not someone who is that sun, but someone who put that sun there, who who is eternal, who is divine, who is obviously way more powerful than I am. Someone someone who's infinite. Every day I hear that sermon when I look up at the sky and I watch the sun go from one end of the heavens to the other end of the heavens. And then at night when I see the stars twinkling and I see the moon reflecting the light of the sun, it causes me to say, there's more than just this. Mm -hmm. This can't be all there is. Mm -hmm. You know, I I look at that desk over there and I say, why is there a desk there? Well, because somebody built a desk and somebody positioned the desk there. When I look at the sun, the stars, the moon, I say the exact same thing. And that ought to lead me to a question. Mm -hmm. If there really is someone out there who did all of this, Mm -hmm. wouldn't that someone want to communicate with me? Wouldn't that someone want to actually speak to me and tell me things and tell me about himself and tell me what he thinks and tell me what he wants and, and tell me why this is all here? Well, I'll tell you this. I will hope so because I think two things. Number one, if I have the understanding that there is something so great, then number two, he's going to have to initiate this conversation with me. Yeah. He is beyond my reach and beyond my knowing. And so the only way that I will be able to know the the who, the name of this creator, Yahweh, is if he chooses to disclose it. If he chooses to disclose it. Now, I might, I will seek him. I will call I out seek. to him. I, you I know, might grope I, for him. I might even say, look, I know there is a God out there that I do not know. I might have an unknown God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to seek him. I'm going to long for him. He's the one that's going to have to actually make the connection, though. And, of course... Well, that's exactly where the whole Jewish nation came in because God said, I do want to communicate. I do want to reveal myself. And what he chose to do was to reveal himself through one family. After everything had blown apart there at the Tower of Babel and the languages had been changed and the people had gone in their separate ways, he says, okay, now I'm going to work. Y'all were trying to make a name for yourselves. Now we're going to make a name for me. And we're Mm going to start by I'm going to select this one family and I'm going to reveal myself to them. And I'm going to show who I am. I'm going to share my name with them Mm -hmm. as he does with Moses. I'm going to show what I want. I'm going to show what my plans are. And my glory is going to be exposed for all to see so that all can glorify. And that's where we get to the written revelation. Mm -hmm. But what good is a written? So that's that's step two. I I, I wake up every day and I see the sun. I think there's got to be a God out there. So I seek him and he's now revealed himself Mm -hmm. in this written revelation. Mm -hmm. And now that gets me to step three. Well, what am I supposed to do with it? What's the point of him bringing that into existence and giving it to me if I'm going to ignore it? So we don't. What David says in verse 14, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. These words, this scripture needs to be in my heart. I got to get it off the page. That's right. Get it off the page. Get it into my head. Get it into my heart. Get it into my life. Live it. Learn it. Read it and even read it aloud. Just, you know, as a little aside here. I know that because of the beauty of the printing press, when I think about the Bible, I think about this book that I can open up and I can read anywhere and anytime. And it's not even limited to a page anymore, is it? It's digital now and it's on our phones. 
But when David had penned this psalm, how were people hearing the word of God? Read out loud. It was being read out loud. These were oral cultures, oral societies. And so you listen when it's being read, and you commit it to your memory, and you commit it to your heart to meditate upon it. That was part of the, the learning system. Because it wasn't just you know there for you to read on the page anytime you wanted. Meditate upon it. What a powerful mm. concept. Uh, unfortunately, the Eastern mystical religions have co-opted Boy, the term they, meditation. Yeah. And for them, we've said this before in the Psalms, that for them, meditation is emptying my mind. But mm. what David is again talking about is actually filling yes. my mind. With the good things, with what God has said. Filling my mind with the law of the Lord, with the testimonies of the Lord, with the precepts of the Lord, with his commandments and his statutes and his injunctions and his fear and 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 his statutes and all, all the ones I've already said and the ones I keep repeating right. and all these other words that we could come up with to describe it. He says, get that in your mind. Get in your heart. Think about it. Dwell on it. These the word is supposed to change me. And it's not just supposed to change me as how I spend my days and nights. It's supposed to change me about what I think about. Yeah. It's supposed to change about how I think about things. It's supposed to change what I say and how I say it. And and this is going to be a growth process as the word is digging in to me. A couple weeks ago, I guess a couple months ago now, I presented a lesson that I entitled merely, I am just a branch. Mm-hmm. I'm just a branch from John 15 where Jesus highlighted that I am not the fruit and I am not the vine and I am not the vine dresser and I am not the soil and I'm not the seed. I'm the branch. Which if people want to hear that, they can go to the website ChristiansMeetHere.org. And I would recommend it. It was a fantastic, oh, fantastic thanks. teaching on John 15. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Yes, yeah. you can go to ChristiansMeetHere.org. You can go under the sermons and, and you can yeah. search for that. I'm just a branch. You should. It'll bless you. But to your point. But – The idea there is that my job is simply to abide in the vine. My job is actually not to bear fruit. My job is to abide in the vine. The Mm -hmm. the vine will bear fruit if I simply abide in him. And in that text, there were three supercharged activities of Jesus abiding, if you will. And one of them was abiding in the word and his words abiding in me. Mm -hmm. If Mm -hmm. I want to abide in the vine, and I think we all want to talk about that, that idea, oh, abiding in the vine, it's just so wonderful and it just would be so great. And it is. But if that's what I want... What I need to do is be in the word. Mm-hmm. I want to share with you a quote. Okay. And, you know, usual caveats apply. Uh, I like a lot of what John MacArthur says, and I like a lot of what Charles Spurgeon says, and I like a lot of what John Bunyan says, but I don't necessarily agree with these guys 100%. Oh, I got you. But I mention all three of them because what I want to read to you is a quote that came from a book written by John MacArthur where he was quoting Charles Spurgeon, who was talking about John Bunyan. <laughs> If I'm following you, we're going to hear now a statement about John Bunyan. This is about John Bunyan, the guy who wrote Pilgrim's Progress. Uh, And so um, actually Spurgeon apparently in a sermon said this about John Bunyan. Very good. And this statement, I just love this. I, I want it to be able to be said about me. Here's what he said. Why, this man is a living Bible. Prick him anywhere. His blood is Bibline. The very essence of the Bible flows from him. He cannot speak without quoting a text, for his very soul is full of the word of God. That is such a compliment. That is a true compliment. And honestly, I think that's what this verse in Psalm 19 is about. Mm. This word of the Lord is so amazing, and it needs to impact me so greatly. It needs to impact me more than any song I've ever heard more than any movie I've ever watched, more than any book I've ever read, more than any Facebook 
post or meme I've ever seen, more than any quote that anybody's ever said. It, it needs to impact me even more than this quote I just gave you from Charles Spurgeon about John Bunyan, yeah. even though it was pointing us back to this. Yeah. That's the word of the Lord. My soul needs to be full of it. It doesn't need to be the thing that I Google in time of need. It needs to be the thing that I am just drinking in, saturated in it. I think mm-hmm. that's my word. Mm. I want to be saturated, saturated. That's a great word. in the word of the Lord. That's, that's what David is saying here. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Before you wrap up, that made me that, that last statement made me think of one more thing I wanted to share here. One of my earliest memories when it comes to spiritual things in my family was when I was a little kid and I I don't know why I opened up my mom's Bible. Mm-hmm. And on the front cover well, not on the front cover, but in inside flyleaf, she had written in Two words that can never be said together. No, Lord. Hmm. Because if he's your Lord, you will not tell him no. And if you tell him no, he's not your Lord. And this gets down to what this psalm has been all about. Yes, the first half of it's beautiful as it talks about the created world. And the second half of it is wonderful as it tells us about all that the word of God does. But this third and final portion is what that was all about. If he's going to be my Lord, I have to listen to this word. And if I'm not listening to it, he's not my Lord. That is a wonderful thought to ponder today and to feed our hearts. We're so glad that you've joined us for the conversation. We'd love to hear what you're learning from the Psalms or other reading in the Bible. Send us an email and let us know. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. We're going to end with a word of prayer. Edwin, would you lead us? Holy Lord God, we want to say yes to you. Everything that you have said, everything that you have taught, we we give our yes to, but we struggle. We struggle, we are tempted, and we've sinned, and we fall short. So we pray for your forgiveness, and we pray for your strengthening grace that allows us to walk according to your word. May our hearts, our minds, our souls be saturated, marinated in your word. May it May it come forth in every word and and thought that we have. Let us abide in your word and your words abide in us that we might abide in the vine and you can bear fruit through us to your glory. We love you so much, Father. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Like he was telling me there's two more episodes. What? (laughs) Are we on? Okay, sorry.
Well, thanks for that. <laughs> you needed one this week. <laughs> I needed one this week. Let's try that again. Okay.